everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Coffee Sessions with Your Counselors. It's our last episode for the year. We want to welcome you and thank you for the following and uh, listening to us in this episode. The year has certainly been an interesting one and we are happy that you're able to join us in this platform and this dialogue so we can talk about different matters on mental health and wellness. As you're listening to this podcast episode, you can always check us out on Spotify or Apple Music. So in our last episode, we talked about resiliency and it was insightful to hear about it from the perspective of one of the Ateneo students. It has been an insightful conversation so much that we will continue that discussion with our esteemed guest today. We are pleased to introduce to you our guest among her various focus in her field, she is recognized as one of the experts on resiliency and is one of the developers of the Katatagan Resiliency Program. She doesn't need further introduction as her accomplishments and contributions in her field, particularly in research, has made her one of the big names. Without further ado, we are pleased to, to welcome Dr. Gina Hetzanova. Mom Gina, Hello, we want to dive. Hello. <laughs> Hello, ma'am. Hi, Mom Hello. Gina. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you. Us, yeah, thank Mom you for Gina. giving us the time. Sure. Yes. So, Mom Gina, we want to dive in a bit closer on the topic of resilience. Sure. No? So, for you, Paul, what is resilience? And what does it mean for Filipinos to be resilient? Okay. So, typically, now when we say the word resilience, it's really the ability to cope adaptively, you know, to, to do well, even amidst difficulties and challenges. Dati kasi we used to use the term bounce back. Pero sometimes kasi there's no back to bounce. <laughs> diba? So yes. parang you can't go back. You just need to move forward. Bounce so, forward. <laughs> bounce forward. But yeah, it's really just the ability to manage and to thrive even amidst adversity. Okay. So, so with that, uh, do you think that in some ways... Uh, resiliency has taken on a different meaning. But but before we talk about further, uh, I think Eileen has a question about resilience. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you said, ma'am, no, na parang it's about moving forward no, instead of bouncing back. Mm-hmm. Pero uh, how, in, in our present context right now that we are in a pandemic, ganyan, yeah. um, how would you describe kaya, that kind of resiliency that we Filipinos have? Um, well, this is really unusual time, no? Because usually, when we think about resilience, it's like post-disaster, and most most of the time, that disaster is it's temporal, right? It's a short time. It, it's a short-term uh, period. So it's an it's an earthquake. It's a typhoon. It's a you know it's a man-made uh, emergency. But this is really unusual because this is a prolonged kumbaga, prolonged disaster or pandemic. So to some extent, we're still living it. We're still inside, right? We're still inside this yeah. adversity and difficult time. So it's, again, I guess it's really the ability to withstand what's going on and the ability to thrive despite all the difficulties. So, I'm not showing if it's moving forward because we're still, for me, we're still in the middle of it, right? And yes. the light, we don't see the light mm-hmm. at the end of the tunnel just yet. Are there news about 
vaccines, but you know, we don't know how long this will be. Mm-hmm. So currently, yes, I guess yes. resilience is you can cope, you can manage, and maybe even thrive despite what's going on. Mm-hmm. So resiliency kind of has taken on more uh, a bigger meaning. No, it's not just about the the resilience itself. Like there's also coping. There's there's now thriving. There's adjust yeah. a lot of adjusting as yeah. well. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But do you think, ma'am? I kind get... of ongoing process, ta. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, definitely. And I think we Prolonged are learning resilience. how to become more resilient. Mm-hmm. And and I think as the context changes, our resilience behaviors, I think, mm-hmm. also changes, di ba? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, parang, I'm really curious, no, ma'am. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think that in some ways, kaya, uh, like I was asking a while ago, mm-hmm. that resilience ba has been taken uh, with a different meaning or has been in a way, hijacked to be used yeah. in an inaccurate way. Yeah, well, we've been hearing like people saying, oh, the Filipinos are resilient, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, there's a good and a bad side mm-hmm. to that, right? So the good side is naman. I mean, we if you think about a resilient person as somebody who has experienced many challenges and who has survived despite these, then masasabi mong, oo nga, resilient tayo kasi napakamaraming disaster na napagdaanan natin. Tuloy-tuloy. Oo, ang hirap ng buhay, di ba? And so, to some extent, yes, di ba? Um, it is true. But I've, I also hear about the contention that we need to stop describing the Filipinos as resilient because sometimes it's also used as, as an excuse. Mm-hmm. Na parang, yeah. resilient naman yan eh. So, yeah. And I remember there was this government official who, high cabinet official, who actually asked me, so do you think that the poor are, are more resilient? Mm-hmm. And I said, they might be because they have no choice, but that's not mm-hmm. an excuse mm-hmm. 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 to not help them. Because um, the resilience today, as we know it, also has taken parang different definitions and has evolved. Primarily, because mm-hmm. we used to think of resilience as personality, right? so it's something you're born with. So mm-hmm. either you're a resilient person or not. But that definition has actually evolved. Na parang it's not just nature. It's also nurture. It's something that can be learned. It's mm-hmm. it's a set of skills that you can actually develop. Mm-hmm. And something and that's that we actually, can get better at. Yeah, and that's exactly the premise of the Katatagan program, right? But the other element mm-hmm. of resilience that mm-hmm. we sometimes don't talk about is really the ecological perspective. Because we, ex- we still associate resilience as the individual characteristic or ability. Mm-hmm. But we don't, we don't really sometimes equate resilience with its envi- the environment, diba? So, parang how schools can make students more resilient, how companies can make their workers more resilient, how families can make family members more resilient, how societies can make um, their members more resilient. Because it's a, we now understand resilience that there's an ecology to it. Now, yes, there's the person, but there's also the support systems that can make a person more resilient. Right, right. Parang dati, we don't really get to talk about, especially like in institutions, pero ngayon, like you said, uh, mm. it's something that we get to focus on more and uh, integrate in our system. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. Parang, and, mm, parang it takes mm-hmm. a village. 
Correct. Right. That's why I was so happy when I learned that the guidance office of Ateneo were tama ba? You're running resilience programs, right? Tama yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Kasi yes, I felt, something like yeah, that. Yeah, and oh. that's exactly what we need to do. Kasi nga, our students um, may need some help that you don't get from classes, right? Parang mm. we don't learn these things yes. in the classroom. So where are we going yeah. to learn these from? Especially now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. silang mag-adjust. Correct. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing what you're doing. I think you're all doing a great job. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. We which, try. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, ma'am. All trying. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which which brings me to my question, I guess, that mm-hmm. um, I, th- I think with everything that's happening now, it does affect um, uh, people in different ways, but especially Correct. now, the youth. Yes. So how do you think uh, all these are, you know, is, is affecting their well-being? Well, our... Um, we did a study from May to August this year and trying to understand who are the most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And you're correct. The youth had the highest stress levels, oh. highest depressive scores, highest anxiety oh, symptoms, no. lowest well-being, oh. uh, lowest resilience, okay? Mm-hmm. Compared to, and this was the 16 to 25-year-olds compared so. to the other age groups, right? Mm-hmm. So, if uh, if the question is, are the youth more vulnerable? Yes, they are. Okay, mm-hmm. definitely. And there's a well, you know, right? There's a developmental explanation mm-hmm. for why yes. uh, the youth are more mm-hmm. vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So we we can talk here about biology, right? That the capacity to cope, the the brain isn't fully developed. Yes mid 20s so yes. um yeah mm-hmm. in terms of the ability to problem solve and manage emotions that's that's not quite there yet but there's also the issue of the life stage development stage mm-hmm. this is the time where the youth need the youth they do they need to be with peers they need their intimate yes, relationships yes. and yet they're cut off mm-hmm. from them right yeah. i keep hearing even so from my connection yes i keep hearing from my students in uh, that parang they miss the online classes or are okay in terms of content, but what they really miss is the connection yes, with their yes, classmates, yes. with their teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, they miss even the rambling of the <laughs> teachers. <laughs> Kasi parang, yes. diba, the it, because it's all about content. Mm-hmm. And so, ako, what I've done, and because of that, what I do is I, I spend like 15-20 minutes of my class. Just, kamusta? Kamusta? Kamusta mm, lang? Yes. Mm-hmm. At a personal level. And I'm teaching stats, right? Paano mo na sa segue yan, ma'am? Numbers diba? and people. <laughs> or, or I'll do, I'll do, I ask them to do icebreaker recaps. Kasi nga, I realize that the students really are missing the social aspects yes. of learning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Especially the freshmen right now. Um, yes. I have a brother who just started as a freshman at Ateneo. Mm-hmm. And parang I asked him, na, so how are your friends? And he's, he says, like, I don't know if you even consider them friends. Because yeah. it's more just acquaintances. You're not really on a more like, met organic level. Yeah. So... Parang there's yeah. that there's that feeling of aloneness, but even though you're with you're you have blockmates, even though you're in a class, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, and so I really do think that's really one element of our education system that 
I guess, has suffered because mm-hmm. of the online learning, the, the social skills, the ability to interact. And, and you guys know, right, among college students, sometimes that's 60% of their college experience, right? <laughs> yes, yes. More yes. than the classes, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So they're, ah, they're missing all of that right now. Even the orgs, you know, that's a yeah. social uh, yeah, escape for for a lot of academic I know, um, requirements mm-hmm. also. Yeah. And yeah. So somehow, little... yeah, mm-hmm. somehow they're like kind of losing that motivation sometimes yeah. to mm-hmm. go to class and all of that. Yeah, I have a son who is second year and, and parang mm. he wanted to stop because parang it's not fun anymore. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I can relate with what students are going through. Mm-hmm. So, it's like their college experience now is changing, no? Parang mm-hmm. yung expectations that it's going to be the most colorful life or part of their life. So, yeah. I'm wondering now, no, with all these changes, mm-hmm. it seems that resilience and motivation are interconnected. Like, um, because of the many adjustments and because of the lack of interconnectedness with other people, they seem to be unmotivated to continue sometimes. Yeah. So, in adding, um, tapos may, may additional natural disasters pa that would happen, that they would experience, mm. and all these problems that mm. we have now in the country, you know. Uh, how, we can, how can we bounce back and find motivation in this uncertain time? What, what can you... Like maybe uh, tips that they can yeah. have or parang yeah. para mas maintindihan nila yung resilience. Um, you know that's tough. Kasi nga, di ba, I was telling you, my son, parang he was also asking me na parang should I, should I just go and leave, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, parang I would, I'd ask him, okay, so if you go and leave, you have absolutely no contact whatsoever with anyone, right? Yeah, yeah. As opposed mm-hmm. to now na you're not happy, but at least you have some contact, right? Mm-hmm. So parang, what's, what would you choose? Would that actually be helpful or not? So part of it is sort of making them see, okay, so what's the option not to go to school? And yeah. so if you don't go to school, what happens to your plans? Yeah, is that goals? better? Uh-oh. Yes, oh, so... And and also making them see na yes it sucks but it sucks for everyone. Sino ba ang maayos na pag-aaral ngayon? Eh lahat mm-hmm. naman ganyan. Mm-hmm. So parang um so are you actually gaining something mm-hmm. if you not if you stop or will you actually do something because everybody else is on the same boat anyway. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah I it's think tough. Yeah, I think sometimes it helps that they have just that voice of reason or that mirror that someone who can tell them that. Because I think they all, they know that. Um, mm. They know that for themselves, but they have to hear it from someone else. Because for them, there's there's no other option. There might be. Because even though we tell them that, uh, everyone's going through the same thing, but they don't see that mm. as well. Parang they don't feel that from their classmates. They don't talk about mm. that with their blockmates sometimes. So yeah, they need someone to tell that to them um, to make yeah. them realize that as well. That's why, that's why reframing <laughs> is such an important skill for them at this point because what they're hearing is, oh, sige, let's, let's go and leave na lang. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> they are um, 
parang echo chamber sila eh, no? Mm. Everybody's unhappy. Everybody is dissatisfied or unmotivated. Mm. So sometimes it really helps that you help mm-hmm. them reframe and just look at this from another perspective. Sabi nyo nga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really like, ma'am, how you mentioned that we can help them see the options. I, I feel like uh, if this is done well in a very supportive way, it, it creates the opportunity for them to see it themselves kaysa parang feel nila nilalabanan pa sila. Mm-hmm. Oo. And ako as a parent, na parang syempre had to fight the urge na hindi. <laughs> yeah. Parang sayang yung binabayad condition mo. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's the first thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Parang syempre had to put on my psych hat. And, yes. and, and walk him through. So what happens if you're on leave, you know, mm-hmm. and try to become parang reasonable about it. Kasi yes. na, there is a tendency to to rebel if they feel that something is being forced on them. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, just as they said, just be that voice of reason and help them see other ways to look at what's happening right now. Rima, my next question is a bit uh, related to what we're talking about just now. Mm-hmm. No? Uh, in terms of, especially the with the recent events, mm-hmm. uh, we want to ask you further uh, what you think, or th- what are your thoughts about the need of students not to to take, take breaks, breaks from academics because uh, some of them talaga are really uh, asking for it and they're really, you know, clamoring, thinking about it. And and also following that, parang how the academic load is now in the online learning affecting their mental health. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that I remember when we were preparing as teachers to, to for this for this year, one of the things that we were trying to um, share with other teachers is that students are not 100% at this point. So don't expect them mm-hmm. to be able to deliver the same level of productivity as students of the old, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the things that we try to get teachers to understand is that please don't bombard them with with all of these requirements because you think they're not doing anything at home. Yeah? Because every because then you have so many teachers doing the same thing yeah. and students are complaining about being they overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it feels heavy for them. Yes, yes. So and so on one hand I really do think that teachers need to be able to appreciate that, right? Um, that students do need some break in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, not not forcing them to be able to do what normally you would do in uh, without a pandemic. Um, Managing expectations. Same, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Parang we need to manage expectations. Um, so, I, I, I really believe that uh, teachers should be a little bit more understanding of that. I also think that in terms of, um, I'm not sure how students are managing the quarterly versus the semestral uh, design. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing both pros and cons for it. Um, but I guess not having so much per quarter or per term, whatever that is, um, that's important. And and to be, to be fair, the school has already recognized that. So the load, they're not forcing students to take the same load. Mm-hmm. as before, di ba? So, parang uh, pwede naman lighter yung load in in that sense. So, I, I actually do think that the Ateneo 
has been a little bit more sensitive compared to what I'm hearing from other schools, ha? Na mas mm. grabe pa. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Mamji, I like that you said na parang it's important to recognize that students can actually take a break because um, mm. uh, we're also hearing na some students are actually very hesitant to take a break. I think the uh, long breaks, like even in between studying or in between working, they're hesitant to stop working and mm. to stop being productive because mm. they feel guilty that with all these slow that they have, they're they're not catching up as compared to others. Mm-hmm. So, may mga ganun silang mga thoughts, yeah. no? Tapos, may pressure din to think na, ah, nasa bahay lang kasi ako, so I have to do more. Because this yeah. already seems yeah. like a break that I'm at home and yeah. not in school. So, yeah. that kind of guilt in their mind. Alright. Um, I understand. Marami tayong type A students, eh, no? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Hot> achiever, <laughs> na, ano. Pero, alam mo, Self-care in the long run is super important because you can burn out um, if you're not, if they haven't burned out already. Mm-hmm. So I really, I really advocate the importance of self-care um, in terms of, you know, parang being kind to yourself and taking a break from school and from studying. And ako, as a teacher, I, I do that as well. That's important. Um we're not unlimitless in terms of our energies. Mm-hmm. So, parang, syempre, mm-hmm. din natin mag-recharge. And just because we're at home doesn't mean no, hindi na uubos yung yes. brain cells natin. Yes. Yes. In fact, mas nakakaubos right. na yung brain cells. Oo nga eh. Oo. Lalo na panagpupuyat. Or pag wala masyadong movement because you're all just sitting in front of your yeah. Ay, sedentary. Correct. Correct, correct, correct. And um, one of the things in our study that for me was super interesting is that um, yung go-to coping strategies ng mga bata is really keep themselves busy and distraction. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, yan talaga. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. so, what you're saying, really, that's a reflection of the go-to coping strategy. But what we found out in our study is that it's actually parang negative yung correlation niya to parang, parang to well-being. Meaning, just the busier you are, uh, the lower your well-being. Yeah. And in fact, may positive relationship yung stress and distraction and keeping busy. Na parang, wow. ba, natin, wait, wait, hindi ba dapat adaptive coping yung distraction and keeping mm, busy. You're more productive, gano'n. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think mm-hmm. there, paka hindi siya linear, di ba? I think there might be a time when too much of keeping busy, too much of distraction yeah. is actually counterproductive na. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's because, when you need to take a break. Yeah. Yeah. Because, well, I, I, I noticed this among the young, di ba? Lalo na now, parang everything is tech- Parang this, they have the need for stimulation, mm-hmm. whatever they're doing, and multiple stimulation pa. Mm-hmm. Like like I work out regularly with my college age son just to force him. Para <laughs> para na kasabay siyang nago work out, di ba? So yun ang ananamian. <laughs> Tapos mapasipus sa kanya, nag-exercise na kami. Aba may YouTube video pa siya. No? <laughs> Parang wow, <laughs> kaya mong dalawang stimuli at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess for them, that's really how they, their brains are wired on, in that sense. Mm-hmm. 
but I I was also trying to explain to mm-hmm. him that sometimes the ability to just be yes. and to know what's going on inside yourself and to sit with that emotion that's actually mm-hmm. more helpful in the long run than just keeping busy and distracting yourself mm-hmm. because nangyayari pinapatungan mo lang yung, di ba minsan, pinapatungan mo lang yung negative emotion mo, mm-hmm. yung anxiety mm-hmm. mo. Mm-hmm. Or you're avoiding it. Yeah, you're avoiding yeah. it. And you yeah. think by by displacing it, it's gonna go away. When what you actually mm-hmm. need is to first recognize that, hey, I'm feeling anxious. Yeah. And sim- simply that recognition. Mm-hmm. And just sitting with it and being comfortable with it and then trying to understand why you're feeling that way that's actually the opposite of keeping busy, diba? You need yeah. to be still. Yeah, and that's really. why something like mindfulness, and when in our study, it's actually um, mindfulness and acceptance that appear to be the most helpful in wow. the sense that people who practice this more and like prayer and just keeping still, we're actually the least stressed, mm. the least anxious, the wow. least depressed. So there's there's some value really in being able to, to just be and keep yeah. still and sit with those emotions. Yeah, I think some of our students nga recognize that because eh, now there's a lot of requests for mga mindfulness books and activities for <laughs> oh, their oh, words. Yeah. So. Kind of just breathing exercises they want. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, so yeah, I agree. Now, second, the silver lining in all of this is if we can teach this, our students these resilient skills mm-hmm. um, right now, these are skills that they can bring with them, whatever happens, because we don't know what's going to happen in our future, right? Yes, but yes. If we mm-hmm. can develop this along, uh, along with their schoolwork, then what a great education, information they can get from this time. Yeah. Regarding the development of these tools no, for resilience, like, um, acceptance, I think, is a very, at saka mindfulness is very, are very important tools. Mm-hmm. Pero I wonder, how can students practice acceptance? Especially now, no, parang, at the beginning of this year, they have a lot of um, plans, expectations, and now we're adjusting to a lot of things. And it's really hard to practice that acceptance, especially when they're dealing now with their own um, inner selves, like the, with the emotions, with their thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- what can, yeah, how can we best practice acceptance in this time? Mm-hmm. Well, kasi diba, when you think about mindfulness, it's not just the ability to understand what's going on inside of you, but it's also the non, non-judgment, right? Or the the acceptance of whatever it is you're feeling, that it's okay. So I think that's one, right? So um, the practice of mindfulness, I think, might be able to help them. Mm -hmm. But I actually also think that um, the understanding that this pandemic has been a source of loss or -hmm. has created loss in our lives, I think that's important as well. Because to me, we're also grieving. Eh. Yeah. We are grieving lost dreams. Plans. We are grieving 
trips or <laughs> things that we were not able to do, that we had planned to do, right? We, the freshmen are grieving an experience that they did not get, diba? Mm-hmm. So parang yes. you feel short-changed. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's also an acknowledgement that yes, we have lost something because of this pandemic. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to acknowledge that yes. we have lost that. Mm-hmm. But it's also okay to say, I'm, I've lost this, but I'm willing to let it go for now because it is what it is, diba? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. part, for me, it's also partly, okay, I've lost this, but what have I gained mm-hmm. also? And sometimes that's what they don't remember. They focus on what they have lost because of the pandemic, but they also sometimes forget to think about what is it they've gained. The reframing again. Again, right? So, yeah. Parang, yeah, okay, you lost a good uh, freshman experience, but might there be something you gained? And I know if you're young, parang, it might not be evident right away yes. what they're gaining, right? <laughs> Na parang they're seeing the, all the negative, but mm-hmm. there might be something that they've gained. Yeah. And also, I guess that acceptance that um, whatever they're feeling, whatever they're, uh, how, be, how they may behave uh, this, uh, this way sometimes is that it's a normal reaction to an abnormal situation because this is all new for us. So we also don't know how how to navigate. We're all navigating together. So just that acceptance that um, you're not that different from everyone else and how they feel about the grieving of the situation. Yeah. And then that's why we've... And I think that's why, to some extent, the Katatagan groups have been helpful. If only because they realize, okay, I'm not the only one. Mm-hmm. experiencing this. Yes. And so we can grieve together or we can learn about this together. Mm-hmm. So, so shared, shared yeah, experiences. Exactly. Yeah. Just going through something together. Yeah. That was very, that was beautiful, Ma'am Gina. Do you have any personal mm-hmm. message you want to say to our students? Do you want to uh, share about the Katatagan a bit more as well? Um, and you know, just uh, just a closing as well, and it's a, a holiday greeting for our students <laughs> listening yes. in, especially well, to our freshmen. I think a lot of our freshmen are listening. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I know it sounds so cliche, but it's okay not to be okay. Mm-hmm. But really, uh, as your guidance counselors say, you're not alone in this. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we have lost certain things because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. and we're not out of the woods yet. But rather than focus on what we have lost, maybe for now, let's focus on what we have um, gained. And sometimes what we might need to do is, is just keep our eyes on the future and, and just say, okay, what is something that I've learned from this experience? Or what is something I'm hopeful about? Sometimes that, that just sense of hope mm-hmm. is what will get us through this, right? Um, what we found so far from, from the program, for those of you who haven't tried the resilience groups yet, is that it has um, made an impact in terms of 
decreasing stress levels, decreasing anxiety, decreasing depressive symptoms, increasing well-being among those who have participated in it. And if you think about the design of the program, it's actually not rocket science. It's actually fairly simple coping skills. But I think what is helpful is yeah, the shared experience, that you're not in this alone. There are other people like you, and you can become stronger together. What I'd like to share is that we're actually excited that we're actually in the process of creating a synchronous um, and a synchronous katatagan online program, which wow. is Ooh. for those of you. Oh, like yes, Zoom. Yes. So, parang think canvas, pero <laughs> for yes, self page. For those of you who don't have the time or don't have the bandwidth to do online groups mm -hmm. uh, and want to do this self paced. So, we're trying to see if that's uh, uh, how the tool works. Uh, out because some people, you know, might might rather do that than mm -hmm. join a group. Yeah, if they're a little bit shy, so we will want to actually be trained as um, facilitators. We actually just launched an internship program, especially for those you know who are like uh, peer, but there student orgs like peers yes. and the psyche, ganyan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, so we are also launching this kind of program also because, you know, sometimes what will make you uh, manage disasters or the emotions you go through is when you help others and you take your mind out of yourself mm -hmm. right? and just help other people. Mm -hmm. So another option. This is very exciting for our students. Awesome. <laughs> so, another option for getting out of yourself and just trying to help other people. Who knows? It might, you might not just only strengthen your own resilience, you might be able to help other students strengthen their own resilience as, as well. So, yeah, just certain things that uh, we're excited about for the new year. And I'd like to thank again the Office of Guidance and Counseling of LAS. I've, I've always told Gary that I think you guys are doing an amazing job. And I hope that our students do appreciate the kind of services that um, you are providing to them. So thank, thank you. you. Again, yeah, part, thank you. Part of this is, yeah, part of this is we all were students of you, so we learned from the best. <laughs> yes. Of course, yes. we're so happy that we got you as a, as our guest, and Aww. you got to share about the katatagan as well. So I'm I mm -mm. hope that uh, they will join. Um, it makes us want to join <laughs> the katatagan. Yeah. Yes. All right. And uh, siguro my last message to mm -hmm. all our students out there is, you know, I always believe that we have inner strengths, that mm -hmm. we have what it takes to be resilient. Um. It might not feel it right now. You might not feel you might not feel resilient right now, but um, I do believe that everybody has the capacity. So you need to do, and in fact, it does take strength for you to reach out to others. So please, please don't don't feel shy about reaching out to your guidance counselors or to your friends. If anything. The lesson, I think, for this pandemic is we need each other and we will get through this together. So thank you and have
have a good Christmas and ho happy holidays, everyone. Thank, Thank you, you Mom Gina. Very it's a very great way Thank to you, end Dina. this episode. It's been a pleasure yeah. to have we you. We learned so much. Thank you. All right. Thank you all. Thanks, Mom Gina. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, too. Merry Christmas. Bye -bye. Happy holidays. Bye-bye. Okay, so that was a very insightful episode that we had. We would like to thank Dr. Gina Hechanova again for joining us. Uh, we're going to just summarize some key points, our key takeaways from this uh, podcast session. So she first talked about resiliency, having to cope, adapting to the situation. It's about bouncing back, but also bouncing forward, being more resilient moving forward and she mentioned about how this is has become kind of a nature nurture thing that also it's not just about the individual it it's a community effort being resilient and you develop these skills as you go along it's always a continuous uh process of developing resiliency and it's also she also mentioned that there this is a part this is a time of the youth wherein they they need their peers so it's normal that they feel this um feeling of being alone it's normal to need socialization as well in this life stage so it's important to have that feeling of connectedness with other people and that kind of helps their motivation in either it's in academics or in life in general yes and i don't think we can talk about resiliency without mentioning self-care mm -hmm. dr gina uh really described and gave a lot of specific examples and explanations about the the value of self-care and for our students sometimes can that can be like distractions uh, especially when you're trying to do other things to become messy but she also uh, mentioned that in the research that they've found or studied that there are there's a trend that when it's too much of course it's not healthy anymore that's where the awareness of, of no, and knowing what's really working for you right now, checking if it's too much or too little, and being aware that there, is, there can be moments where multiple stimulation can be helpful for you. And at the same time, there are moments when it's not anymore. So it's really helpful and important to become aware. And in practicing awareness, it can be reinforced more by a practice of mindfulness where uh, there are so many studies about it now and Mamjina uh, really uh, discussed a little bit about it and how it can affect uh, our well-being and our stress levels and that's really uh, very something very helpful that our students and everyone can try the practice of mindfulness mm -hmm. yes I, I also like that she pointed out the importance of acceptance how normal is our experience right now know that we're experiencing a lot of grief a lot of sadness maybe for all the small things that we're losing small and the big things that we're losing or the experiences um that we missed or we have missed because of what we have in this present context so she also pointed out that it's important to recognize this and i guess it's important especially when we're managing um unforeseen events or our emotions no uh, i also like that she said that it's okay not to be okay how cliche that may sound not but it's so true no? that we are all experiencing this shared um, experience and 
So you're not alone. So it's okay to reconnect and focus more on what we've gained instead of on the losses. Um, lastly, she pointed out that it's okay to keep that hope, no? That even if it feels dark right now, there's still hope. So we can, like like um, what has been mentioned, we can continue developing our resilience. And there are programs that you can join um, to do that. Like, for example, there's their program, the Katatagan, which is also open to, to anyone. And if you want to join as a participant, that would be beneficial. But if you want to, like, extend um, help or to move outside, you can also volunteer in the Katatagan. For um, students in Ateneo, you can, which is a program of LS OGC, and it's also a way for students in school. So thank you, listeners, for joining us. Uh, so this is our last episode for this year, and we just want to give, uh, each of us want to give a small Christmas message. Uh, for me, hopefully, that even though sometimes uh, we may feel uh, alone, it's possible to feel alone during Christmas, but uh, reaching out and feeling, having that connectedness, even just a small Merry Christmas greeting could make a world of difference to friends, family, and whoever, uh, even though we're kind of distant right now, we're just staying in our homes, not doing much, but try to keep that connectedness with other people, especially during the holidays. So Merry Christmas, everyone. And yeah. for me, uh the importance of setting boundaries, knowing boundaries, knowing uh, your limits, and being aware of uh, what can be good for you or not so good for you anymore. So that can be the activities we have, uh, the things we spend time on, even people. So just knowing when enough is enough or we can still handle more or tolerate more. So with that, I wish you practice safe and healthy boundaries in check for you guys and Merry Christmas. For me, it's um, really the practice of finding time for yourself, finding time to take care of yourself and use this Christmas break or holiday break to um, just recenter and uh, acknowledge all the tiredness maybe that we've been feeling all throughout this year and to recharge and renew our energy like what is mentioned in this podcast. Merry Christmas, everyone. So we are posting the link of today's episode in our LSOGC Facebook page. That's LS Office of Guidance and Counseling. But you can always check us out in Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Just look up Coffee Stations with your counselors. If you have any questions or comments or thoughts about what's striking you for your, in today's episode, feel free to comment in our Facebook page. Once again, this is Coffee Stations with your counselors. I'm Eileen Bello. I'm Reginald Centeno. And I'm Tanya Librilia. Stay well and healthy, and we'll see you soon. Merry Christmas. Merry Happy holidays. Christmas. Bye. It's the most wonderful time of the year. With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time.